Welcome to What the Fuck Do You Do, a show where we learn about various professions and what people actually do in their jobs. I'm your co-host, Travis Fox. And I'm your co-host, Shrey Panda. And today, the job we'll be talking about is a nurse. Our guest today is Mia, who's currently a nurse in a hospital in New York City. Uh, she's been working in hospitals and healthcare for the past five years, uh, and we're incredibly excited to have her on the podcast. Mia, we're, we're really excited to get a chance to talk to you today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Hopefully I can share some insight, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I think we need all the insights we can get because um, coming into the conversation, I think half of what I, I thought I knew about nurses was from uh, Grey's Anatomy and other shows. The other half is uh, from like being hurt in the hospital and I wasn't paying a lot of attention to what nurses were doing. Um, so maybe to, to kick things off, can you tell us what your job is and, and kind of what a, an average day looks like? Yeah, so I, I'm i also in school for to be a nurse practitioner, so I guess my day-to-day changes quite a bit. Um, I work at outpatient, so most of my time is like spent getting patients ready to see the doctor, so like vital signs, you know, checking in, seeing how they're doing, um, changes from the visit before. And then generally the doctor will go in, spend their time. And after, you know, give vaccines because I work in peds. So I give a lot of vaccines, do any necessary blood draws. Um, and then we'll do some like medication teaching if necessary. Can you walk us through what peds is? Yeah. Peds, the pediatrics. So I work with kids. Um, I worked at Boston Children's before doing some research, some clinical research, um, which is how I ended up getting into nursing. Uh, so you like think of kids as like zero to 17 or 18, but you, we usually see kids up until they graduate college. So like up till 22. Um, and when you're young, you need a lot of vaccines. So we see a lot of young kids. And, and so you, you kind of named a lot of different things that you're doing as a nurse, but you know, what does that sort of day-to-day look like? I, my day is eight to six. I do 10 hour days. Um, but a lot of nurses who work in the hospital will do 12 hour shifts. Um, and they do like my roommate does bedside nursing. So it looks a little, a little different, but I probably, we see, I'm the only, when I'm working, I'm the only nurse staffing. And so each doctor probably sees, you know, 20, 20 to 25 patients. And then we see sick visits. So I'm seeing, yeah, nearly 50 kids a day. (laughs) And then sick visits, um, because of COVID, our role has changed quite a bit where like the doctors will go in and see them and to limit exposure, we don't go in, but if they do a COVID test or, um, if we need to draw blood, urine sample, whatever, then we end up running it and analyzing it. The nursing shifts, they can vary like a lot, right? Because there has to be somebody there 24-7. So you do the 8 to 6, but is that like Monday through Friday, typical work schedule? Or do you work different days of the week? And then are there night shifts that people do? Yeah. So I my since I'm outpatient, we it's just us during the day that's there. Um, but on a typical floor, like you're saying, where it's inpatient, they're they'll overlap for a certain period of time. So a lot of nurses do seven to seven, and then 
change of shift happens right around seven where the night nurses will tell the day nurses what's going on. Um, and then they'll take over for the patients and that's yeah. On the weekends, whatever. Um, and then I'm also like once a week giving COVID vaccines for the city. So that day literally just looks like COVID vaccines all day long from like six 30 in the morning till seven 30 at night. That's, that's a, that's a lot of vaccines to give out. And it's just the same thing over and over again, huh? Yes. <laughs> but people are so happy. It's so different than when I work in the office. Cause kids, I swear to God, I like almost blew an eardrum today. This child screamed so loud in, in my ear and I hadn't even done anything. It was just a flu shot and she was losing her mind. And then when I go to the, like to give help, give the COVID vaccines, people are so happy to see me. And like so happy to see a needle, and I'm just like, this is just a different world. <laughs> do you do you have any like favorite regular patients that you see through the the normal job? Oh yeah, there is. Um, this patient just turned six months, but it's really their parents that like crack me up because mom and dad always come together. And at this last visit, mom has to go back to work, and she's like, "We're teaching dad." how to be a stay at home dad. And so th- like during the visit, she and I are just like coaching him on like how to take his clothes off and like how to change the diaper. And he was so slow, but we were like, it's okay, sweetie. Like you'll, you can do it. You'll figure it out. I'll tell you this funny story. Uh, Cause you reminded me of something from my childhood. <laughs> so when I was in like first grade, I, I don't know. I got sick all the time. I don't know why. But I went into the doctors like every time. But they would always do those strep tests, like swab tests. Mm, where they stick something down your throat. Yeah. And I absolutely hated it and would literally scream to where like if you were in the, the waiting room, you would hear me. And I like the nurse, bless her heart, she was like trying to be really nice about it at first. And then she got so like angry because I just wouldn't do this test that she was like, if you don't do this test, like you might die. <laughs> and it ended up her and like two of the nurses had to like restrain okay. me and like force my mouth over me while they did this test. My mom was just trying to bob me up and down on her lap. Boys yeah. are awful. Like girls are <laughs> yeah. so much better than boys. I understand there's like an emotional thing that goes on, but if there is like a girl, four-year-old versus a boy, I like my whole life has changed. It's just so much better, but yeah. I mean, I make babies cry, kids cry like all day long. (laughs) (laughs) What does Mia do every day? She makes babies cry. Yeah. Like parents sometimes feel bad. They're just like, you're like, this is, you have such a terrible job. And I'm just like, I mean, not really. Like they forgive me pretty fast, but yeah. Yeah, I thought so, the girl today was going to kick me too. She had a free leg and I was like, that thing is near my face. But I asked her after, I was like, were you going to kick me? And she's like, no. And I was like, you can be honest. <laughs> she's like, no, I really wasn't going to. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but I've been kicked before, so it's fine. So kicking, screaming, crying, like how do you keep yourself motivated and sane throughout the day? Um, because it, it, it sounds like a, a pretty crazy and exhausting job from time to time. Yeah. Um, it's a good question. I, I mean, they say like, I remember when I was interviewing for this job, I was like, 
I love kids, but I love parents more. And most people that go into pediatrics really just have this like, does it like knack and want to be a part of the, like the full family dynamic, even when it gets messy. Um, and so, yeah, you just meet some of like the most wonderful parents and obviously their kids are fantastic, but they can also be awful sometimes. Um, and they're just so pure. Like they say things that you're just like, Oh my God, the world hasn't touched you yet. And it is so beautiful and funny. Um, so I think that's part of it. And then, I mean, we can get to this later too, but during like when I was working in the hospitals, when the pandemic really was surging here, I don't know. I was like, I don't know how we did it every day, but talk to each other. And like, honestly, it felt better to be there and be able to do something than being at home when you're just like, the world is ending and I'm at home and feeling like you're not helping. So we can get there later, I guess. And and what made you want to get into nursing? My aunt's a nurse. My grandmother was a nurse and I worked with this nurse named Jen. And I've told her this now, but the pain, like she was like the rock of what was happening uh, in neurology at children's where like if the doctors had a question, they would go to her. If the parents had a question, they would go to her. And she was just like the epicenter of, I mean, ranked like number one best children's hospital in the country. And she always had the answers and like knew the patients at this like, or patients and families at this like fundamental level that just, I was like, that's it. That's where I want to go. That's what I want to do. Um, and so, yeah, then I started taking classes and went to school and now I'm doing it. <laughs> what are different pathways for people to get into the job that you're doing and, and what was like your specific education? Yeah, that's a great question. So for, I think it's changed quite a bit now, but like my aunt and my grandmother, they don't have their bachelor's degree in nursing. You can get like an associate's degree or maybe at the time when my grandmother got into it, it was like a certification or something. Um, but now most hospitals, most places of work want you to have a ba- at least a bachelor's degree. Um, you can of course figure that out when you're 17, but for the people that I went to school with, And the college I went to didn't even offer nursing. Um, So you can do like a standard four-year program um, or you can go back for what a lot of people are starting to do now, which is like an accelerated bachelor's or an accelerated master's. Um, So a couple of my friends did accelerated bachelor's in Boston. And I was like, if I could not get a second bachelor's degree, that would be nice. So I was like primarily just applying for master's programs. Um, And so I did, I ended up doing an accelerated master's. And so all those things get you to be able to take the NCLEX. And that is the test to make you a registered nurse. Yeah, it's kind of, it's becoming a little more confusing, but at the end of the day, like they're all just different programs. Mine offers, mine offered like a little bit more leadership stuff. but I'll get you to the end game of registered nurse. Also, I mean, do you have to go to college or have to do one of these programs to become a nurse? 
I think at this point it's, so you can be like a, a licensed practical nurse and then you don't have to, but you're, what you're able to do is different. So you can have, so there's like nursing techs, there's LPNs. I'm sure you've heard of like CNAs. There's all these different things that's, um, no. <laughs> certified nursing assistant. That's a CNA okay. and they can do like the, basically it just is like your scope gets bigger and bigger. The more education that sounds mean to say, but that's like truly how it works. So if you're like a CNA, you have the small scope and Alpian can go a little bit bigger and then an RN can do everything. And in order to become an RN, I'm pretty sure you have to have at least a bachelor's at this point. And, and so like in that training period, or even now when you're learning to do these new skills, like is somebody telling you to do this? Are you following a doctor or like a more experienced nurse around to, to see what they're doing? What, is, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, a lot of training, like months of training, um, where you work with another nurse and follow them around. Um, and then now, because I'm on my own, when I see new things, I like try to figure it out. (laughs) And if I can't, then I just go to the doctor and see what they think is best. Um, and sometimes we're learning alongside each other, like nothing is ever as clear cut as you want it to be. Um, especially we do a lot of like triaging over the phone. So if a kid calls, should they come to us? Should they go to urgent care? Should they go to the ER? Um, and sometimes they're like very silly. And the doctors and I just laugh about it. Be like, my child, my child's foot has hurt for two minutes. What do I do? And I'm like, well, what happened? Nothing. Okay. I don't know. I feel like maybe you should just wait, see what happens. Or we'll just wait. If I like already know, I'm just like, I'll call it back in a couple hours and things will be fine. But yeah. And then there are other cases where you're like, oh, this is disgusting, but a dad called me and he was like, I'm pretty sure a worm. Like I just pooped out a worm. And I was like, um, what? Oh no, that's my nightmare. Take pictures. <laughs> Send it to us. No joke. 14 inch tapeworm. I have a photo of it. 14 inches. And he's like, can I give this to my children? And we're like, probably you should come in. <laughs> Literally 14 longer than the subway foot long. I was like, sir. Are you feeling okay? He had been, he was like, this is the best I've felt in weeks. I'm like, makes sense. Checks out. How did, okay. I'm asking this from a place where I just don't know anything, but like, are we actually talking about a legitimate worm? Like, yeah, tapeworm. So when he pooped it out, it's like actually like moving around. Yeah. Like it's a parasite. It was existing. Oh my God. How did that happen? (sighs) Meat, undercooked meat. Cook your meat folks or go vegetarian or whatever. But really, really a situation. But yeah, I mean, you I don't know, you get used to, you just see some things, especially during COVID. I feel like that's, there were like, nothing prepared me for that. And now I'm like, if a kid kicks me, fine. Tapeworm, fine. (laughs) Yeah. So you were, you were mentioning also at the beginning, like you love, you know, interacting with the kids and the parents, but do you also come across a lot of difficult parents who are resistant to doing things for their kids? And and how do you deal with that? Yeah. And you have p- parents who get mad at you 
I think that those are always the hardest situations where like they think you've done something wrong. Um, and I remember the first time it happened to me, I was in Boston and I was like a mess, like started crying, felt awful, whatever. But it's like, if you're doing what you believe is right for the child and if it doesn't go right, like I do blood draws, I miss on small children. And obviously that's very scary for a parent to see and witness and have your kid be in pain. But I just always try to say like, I'm, I'm trying to help. Right. And trying to keep your kids safe and healthy. And at the end of the day, if that's all you're doing, then you can't get too caught up in it. Um, and I guess, you know, continuing on that subject of like helping people and, you know, ultimately making them feel better. Right. Like this has been an insane year and especially for you to start like a new job in the middle of the pandemic, it's, it's wild. I'm wondering, do you, do you have like a a favorite day or a best day from being a nurse so far? I mean, honestly, like during the pandemic, I, I'm pretty open about it, but I was like, I ended up going to therapy because I was crying every day, which I'm not really a crier, which some people are. And that's great. Do you? Um, But I just, things were not going well. Um, That being said, a lot of those days were like, probably will be, I'll think back on them and be like, these were some of the best days of my life. And I remember it was like one patient in particular. Um, He always wanted orange juice and like, I don't know what was happening, but that floor never had orange juice. Like we had a lot of apple juice and a lot of grape juice and every other floor I was on had orange juice, but he, I mean, he just would not do it for anyone. Like he was just being big time pain. And so one day I was like on another floor, but had some time, you know, I was working, whatever, but I found orange juice. There's a lot of orange juice there. And I was like, I'm going to go bring this orange juice to my patient who I'd like been with a bunch of times on another floor. And, you know, I like skedaddled off, brought him, went in there, which like all garbed up in my PPE. And he was just like, oh my God, like I haven't had, and he, he had the chest even so we couldn't really talk. He's like, I haven't had orange juice in months. (laughs) <laughs> I was just so excited to have OJ. And so I feel like those were like the worst of times, but the best of times where, yeah, I mean, we were seeing people die and that's obviously awful. Um, but all like met wonderful people, travel nurses, um, respiratory therapists, like people from all over the country came to help, which was amazing. And yeah, we had some like the cutest, most wonderful patients of all time. So I guess highs and lows, very high highs, very low lows. Gotcha. I, I wanted to go back to something you said very, very early on, but the you mentioned the different types of positions that you can have. I think you said CNA, mm-hmm. RN, nurse practitioner. Can you break down like what are the different sort of areas for nursing and then like what each of them do. Yeah. Um, so like, I guess if this was like a hierarchy, nurse practitioners at the top, um, some people have master's degrees, doctorates are becoming more common and 
I mean, my hope, I think a lot of people's hope is it will be like pretty equitable to a physician. Like I know some people's primary healthcare providers are now nurse practitioners. My parents both go to nurse practitioners. Um, I went to a nurse practitioner for my primary care. Um, And then underneath them, like the RN role really is where it kind of gets tricky because you can be like a nurse manager where you oversee the RNs, but you're still an RN. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, I mean, honestly, being you can do so many different things with an RN. Um, we have people like in leadership roles in the hospitals that are RNs. Some will go on to get a master's degree in something else, but um, yeah, all RN. So RN, I feel like is like all of this space in the middle. And then below them is an LPN. I used, we had to know this for the exam that we took, but LPNs can do like most everything. But when the situation is, I guess, like, I feel like I should ask my roommate for a backup on this, but there are a few things that an RN can do that an LPN cannot do. Um, And 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 what does LPN stand for? Licensed practical nurse. Okay. And then below them is a CNA or like a, they're like nursing techs too on the floor. Um, and they can do your like stable vital signs. So like blood pressure, heart rate, uh, blood glucose, things like that, where on patients that like aren't acute, like we say acute, like aren't changing minute to minute are just doing okay. Um, and I, people in like high school would work as CNAs where I went. And I mean, I think most of them are now nurses, but it's a great place if you know that's what you want to do, which I'm like, only I'd known when I was like 15. Um, but yeah, so that's, I guess, the hierarchy. Um, and yeah, PAs and NPs, a lot of people are like, make the decision between what they want to do between those two physicians assistants. What is it? Well, yeah. What are next steps for your career? Like where, where do you go from, you know, RN uh, upwards? like childhood development, neurology, both things that I did at children's are very like super fascinating to me. And I think, um, especially now starting to like dig more into like social determinants of health. Um, it's an area that I really am interested in. And I think there's so much to learn and, um, a lot of, a lot of options for how we can make it better, um, for kids of all different, you know, socioeconomic backgrounds and all that jazz. So that's where I want to be. I like, it's like, those are my favorite little people. (laughs) Interesting. So if someone was interested in becoming a nurse, what advice would you give them? Do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's seriously so flexible and like the, it opens so many doors and so many opportunities where you can, if it's best for you to work three 12 hour days for whatever reason, you can do it. Or if you want to work four tens, or if you want to do inpatient or outpatient, or you want to work in the community, you can work in a school. You can like, I feel like the options are, you can do home care, you have vaccines every day. I don't know. That's what you want to do. But yeah, I just, I feel like, I sort of knew that going into it. And then once you're in it, you're like, nurses are everywhere, like everywhere. 
at the top of hospitals, managing, you know, executive leadership roles, like all of it, nurses can do any of it. And I think that's, and you could do it for so long. Like my aunt, she has, she was in Canada and then she moved to the U S and she's been a nurse for, you know, almost 40 years, like never get sick of it. And when you, when you're like, I think I'm done here, just go somewhere else. Start back over, learn, continue to learn every single day, which is amazing for most people. Me for sure. I love that. Um, On the topic of learning, you know, the, the goal of this show is to explore professions that we're curious about that we don't know a lot about, um, figure out the day-to-day of, of those types of jobs. What are some jobs that you're curious about that you might not know uh, much of right now? People who are like artists, do they draw all day? <laughs> I am so or curious eight? about that too. Or if you're a writer, do you write all day? It's going on the list. I, an author, find someone who's an author or, okay. There's a lot of jobs. Like, I think I could be a pretty good detective. I'm sure what I think is a good detective is likely not a good detective, but I'm like, people tell me shit. I think detective would be interesting. I I feel like, I feel like everybody thinks they know what a detective is based off of TV shows, but I have a feeling that it's not anything like that at all. No. Probably not like NCIS or CSI. That's just a lot of paperwork, you know? That's what they always say on the shows. It's goddamn paperwork. Uh, Mia, thank you so much for joining us on on Panda Fox Productions. Um, It was so great to to learn more about nursing and and the profession. And on a personal note, as somebody who grew up with lots of afflictions and um, ailments and spent time in hospitals and clinics, uh, pediatric nurses were my heroes. And so... Thank you for doing what you do uh, and and going in every day and making people's lives better. Uh, And thanks for, for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for joining us on What the Fuck Do You Do with Travis Fox and Trey Panda. If you enjoyed listening, please make sure to subscribe to us so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you're interested in a job but you're curious about being featured on the show, check the link in the description and let us know. If you like this episode, we hope you subscribe to us on YouTube and Spotify and share the show with your friends. We appreciate your support.